Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we are in Chapter um, 14, I think it is, of the podcast, here in Season 3, talking about proof theory. And um, we are talking a little bit about cut elimination for sequent calculus. And last time, last episode, I told you a little bit about what the cut rule is. Um, it's a rule that says uh, if you have a sequent, what's a sequent again? It says it's a, a it's sort of a data structure that says from some assumptions, some conclusion or the disjunction of several conclusions um, follows. And so the cut rule, as you recall, is saying um, basically it's saying if from some assumption you've got a sequence that says from some assumptions I prove. Uh, let's just maybe just limit ourselves to intuitionistic case for a moment where we have one formula in the succedent the right part of the sequent. So we say, like, if from some assumptions gamma, I can prove a formula A. And then if from gamma and A together, I can prove from some formula B, well, then from gamma, I can just prove B. So it's kind of a form of transitivity of implication or entailment. Uh, and, you know, right. So this is the cut rule. And... Um, it's admissible, which means everything you could derive without with the cut rule, you could also derive without it. So you don't really need it um, if all you're concerned about are what are the theorems you can derive. And uh, so the cut elimination, we talked last time about a cut elimination procedure is kind of like a step-by-step -step algorithm of some kind, or at least some kind of step-by-step -step specification of how to take a proof that's got some cuts in it and transform that proof until the cuts just disappear. And um, I part of the reason it took me a while to post this podcast on cut elimination was I just kind of kept reviewing the section in this Trollster and Schwichtenberg book on cut elimination. And um, it's rather technical, and I was a little worried about being able to present it um, effectively. So I think what I want to try to say about it is that... Um, there's cut elimination versus normalization for natural deduction. There's several um, additional things we have to worry about with cut elimination uh, because of the way sequent calculus, calculus works. So natural deduction, when we're doing detour reduction, it's saying things like uh, if you did an AND introduction and then an AND elimination, I've used this example several times, it's kind of silly, you don't really need to do that. Um, it's just, and under Curry Howard, it's like, I formed a pair, and then I projected out the first component. Why didn't I just use the first component I had? Like, I took the first component, made a pair of it and something else, and it was like, oh, okay, now I guess I don't want that something else, I just project out the first component again. There's really no point in doing that um, from the point of view of what I can prove. There could be a point, in, I mean, not particularly for and. Uh, introduction and elimination like that, but there could be a point of introducing such detours for implications. We can have a, you know, compress the size of our proofs rather that way. But from just the point of view of what you can actually, the theorems you can prove, if you don't care about how humongous your proof might be, then you don't need to do this. But in natural deduction, there's really just a, there's a pretty simple kind of transformation we need to do. Just like you see an introduction followed by elimination of that same connective, then boom, you can simplify that. But in sequent calculus, 
this is the part I, I find intriguing and want to talk about a little bit here without like <laughs> trying to go through. I was, I was, um, I just want to share with you that I was a week ago, I was driving to an appointment. Actually, I'm driving to the same similar appointment right now. And, um, I got stuck in traffic. It was, I was going one inner, one exit on the interstate here that goes right through this, where I live. And I was sitting there in traffic and <laughs> somewhat ridiculously, I had my Trollstrand Schrichtenberg book with me. And I was sitting there recording this mighty long podcast as I'm trying to walk through the different cases of the proof. And then someone called or something which totally messed up my, my recording setup, so I just abandoned it. I was like, and afterwards I was like, oh, my guardian angel might help me because I think that podcast was going to stink. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to say at a higher level what's going on with Kettle uh, and I do actually have Trollstrand Schrittenberg with me in the car, but I'm not going to flip it open, okay? So what's going on is we do have cuts that are kind of like, um, I have a cut where I just use the right rule for a connective to prove it. And on the other side, um, and, and so, right, when you do a cut, you have two, two derivations you're cutting together. There's two proofs. You're doing a cut with them. And... Uh, there's one situation that's very similar to what we have with the natural deduction detour reduction that we were talking about. You on you have a you know remember Sigmund Calgus has left and right rules, so you could be introducing a connective on the left. I mean, sorry, on the right, and that could be the very connective you're trying. That could be the very formula you're doing a cut with, and on the left you're also using a left rule to introduce that formula. So you have kind of like um, a left. Oh, sorry, I keep flipping this back. A right introduction of the connective. I mean, you introduce both left and right rules introduce the connective, formally speaking. It's like it appears below the line um, in the inference rule, just as whether it's to the left part or the right part of the sequence. And so you have one set of kind of cut that you could encounter when you're trying to eliminate the cuts from your proofs is this one where you have a right rule with the connective and you're, that's the formula you're cutting. That's the cut formula. And it's being introduced in the second derivation with the left rule. So it's like right and rule meets left and rule. And that is really, really similar to, um, you know, and introduction followed by and elimination. Okay. Be, uh, so that case is, um, that case is pretty straightforward. And it's, although I actually was surprised reviewing Trollstrom and Schwichtenberg, there's still some like, Kind of surprising things, at least for the particular sequence calculus they're using. Um, yeah, where with implications, the way the cuts were transformed was not what I was expecting. But um, anyway, but what I want to tell you briefly now, instead of like a 20-minute traffic jam podcast, uh, was that um, the, there are other kinds of cuts you have to deal with um, besides just kind of like it's sort of like and right meets and left. It's kind of like a matter meets anti-matter. We can simplify things. Um, there's some kind of annihilation that can happen. But there's also other cases because with sequent calculus, and this is the fundamental point I want to make, with sequent calculus, you have the, the left rules are letting you monkey around with your assumptions. And um, the cut rule is saying like, well... Um, one, one of my assumptions could be some formula that I have a proof of, okay? But it might happen that I don't use that assumption, right? I could say like, oh, I've got this, I'm doing a cut of these two derivations 
And my right one, where I'm saying like, oh, suppose now I'm using some form. Yeah, I've got an assumption of a formula A. My right derivation, um, uh, it might be like I could chew away at that formula A, the cut formula. I could like break it down as I read the the proof from bottom up, right? Like when I do these right rule or sorry left rules, I'm as I go up my proof, I'm sort of decomposing my formula. Uh, as I as I apply left as I look at applying a left rule but looking at it from the conclusion to the premises, I'm decomposing uh, the formula. And so I could have an assumption. I'll like chew away at it for a while, like break it down, break it down, do stuff with it, and then I could just not use it. I could just throw it away. And maybe I'm proving something that doesn't need that assumption at all. But formally speaking, the you know the the system allows me to, intro, to have int assumptions that I'm, I've introduced with left rules. Um, and as I go up the proof, I actually don't use those assumptions or the pieces of those assumptions. So, um, so that means that when you do a cut, I could be doing a cut, like the cut formula could be something that in the end is kind of useless, I don't need. And so that introduces like another class of um, uh, cuts besides just this kind of like matter meets antimatter. And this is partly why, like in the Trollstrom's Fichtenberg book, there's like three different kinds of cuts that they talk about um, simplifying away. And that's what makes it kind of like more technical. And because in natural deduction, it's like I have an introduction followed by elimination. That is something that's in my proof. I'm actually doing this introduction followed by the elimination. Whereas with doing cuts with um, you know, my left derivation has a formula in the set of assumptions of the sequence. Um, that formula, as I'm saying, might be kind of not really getting used. And so, but I can still do a cut with it. Uh, and that's, um, I can do a cut on it. And that creates a sort of weird noise. Um, or I might be doing a cut on a formula where eventually I am going to use it, but I'm doing some other monkeying around with my sequence. Right? I can have, like, we don't quite pinpoint where the action is um, the same way we do with natural deduction derivations when we have cuts in sequent calculus derivations. We're ultimately really going for this, like, matter meets antimatter kind of cut to reduce. But, you know, there's left and right rules. I've got a sequent. Um, the cut formula might not be the one that's being actively modified in the inferences for a while. And eventually, somebody gets around to saying like, oh yeah, let's apply a left and rule and decompose that assumption as we work our way from, from conclusion to premises. So anyway, uh, okay, that's about all I think I can manage to share after like a week of sort of enquier, uh, is French, <laughs> anxious, <laughs> messing around with this topic. So anyway, I hope you are well wherever you are, and I'm still going to be talking about proof theory. There's a lot one can talk about. Um, if you have any proof theory questions you want to ask me, fire away. I, I, I'll put my, I'm not an expert hat on for sure, uh, but um, I, I, there's a plenty of other stuff I'd like to talk about with that before we move to some totally different topic. Okay, and oh, a big thank you. Thank you very much to the people who chipped in a little bit of money towards uh, the Iowa Type 3 commute here. I really appreciate that. Um, eight donations. I'm not going to name names just in case people want their privacy that way. But I got $152 for that I'm going to just use to pay my hosting fees. That will cover hosting fees for over a year at $12 a month. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And it was touching that people 
like the podcast enough that they actually go to the trouble of doing that because it's kind of annoying to click through these web pages. So thank you. Thank you very much. You actually really made my day um, when I found that. All right. So take care.